welcome to NBS Show, Views and Discussion Podcast. I am your host, Norman Senzo, and joining me today is Silver Quill. Hello, everyone! Let's all file our forms of greeting. Cortera, I'm gonna need a greeting form 21C from you. Uh, I'm sorry, no no Pokemon does anything like this. <laughs> oh, I get it, you're, you're not considered a citizen, you're a pet? I mean, excuse me! I ain't no well, pet. I'm... I live on my own free will. Thank you very much. No, you don't. Have you been through the balls? Have you have you been through customs? Uh, I think so. Oh, then show me your paperwork. There's bureaucracy <laughs> uh, to be done. I left Papers, it in my other show. <laughs> Papers, please. And also joining us today is Sepper Heart Songs. Democracy. I don't have anything other than democracy. Papers, please. And also joining us is Terra. Politics, papers, uh, stuff I don't know. Tortera's got to go into quarantine. <laughs> What's a quarantine? Uh, it's a You'll qu- find uh, out. We seal you in a room and wait to see if you die. <laughs> that kind of sounds like being in a Pokeball. <laughs> uh, oh my god, movie. it really is. <laughs> yeah, I see. What happens when they're locked in a PC? Is there like a camera saying, oh, hey, welcome to the real world Pokemon. I have no idea. Oh, boy. But anywho, anywho, in today's review, we are going to review the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic comic, issues 61 and 62, Convention of the Century. That's what it says, right? Oh, it's Convocation of Creatures. Convocation of Creatures. Sorry, my bad. Can't read. Well, with it, they only went with those words because they're harder to say. And you sound smart when you say Oh, there was are... a part one and part two to this? I only read part two, I guess. Well, then well, you know then the you know the ending. Yeah. I know the ending. I just never bothered to read the beginning. I didn't know there was a beginning. Oops. Although, can you say complex words? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? <laughs> no, no I cannot. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? How about anti-disestablishmentarianism? Anti-disestablishmentarian? No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. There's no recovering from this. Yeah, no, I, I, I am. My efforts have been futile. I'm good. I'll, I'll just, I'll just sit quietly in the corner and draw a certain griffin while, uh, you know, you guys talk all fancy and stuff. Okay. I, I, okay. I can see something complex. Mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts. No, that's it. That's impenetrable. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played Kingdom Hearts, so I wouldn't know. Hey, Silver. Okay, well, that's well, what she said. Is... <laughs> oh, wait, wouldn't that be what he said? Uh, no comments. Now, now, uh, Torterra, we need to we need to test your aptitude if we're going to have this discussion. All right. I need you to say Super Kawaii Desu. <laughs> oh wait, <my. All> right. <laughs> Super Kawaii Desu. Oh. Wow. Ooh. Excellent. A plus, See, you plus. pass. Yes, A+. Plus. Oh, that <laughs> Super kawaii desu, nya? <laughs> All right. Oh, she what, ha- what is she playing ha- the nya? <laughs> All right. Hey. Ooh. This makes Safi the uh, official MBS show cat girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> neko, neko, nya, nya. Neko, neko, nya, nya. Oh, na- yeah, I can't compete with that. So <laughs> now she'll have all the fanboys after her. Yep. Oh, boy. Oh, oh. no. Save me, Kamen Desu! Kamen Kun! Kamen Sentai! Don't, don't tell him I ever did this. <laughs> no, we, we won't I, tell him. We'll just show him. I, I'm a oh, tweeting no. it. I'm a oh, tweeting no. it. <laughs> I, 
I, I better go on Twitter. I actually haven't been on Twitter. It was amazing. <laughs> this is some. This is why I wish this show that we're doing now we do it live. <laughs> well, anywho, yes. Um, story. Yes, we were doing the comic thing. Yes. So in this story, Twilight Sparkle makes a discovery during the largest assembly of creatures in history that threatens to redraw the map of Equestria. So, ooh, terrible. Ooh, bad, bad, bad. So, anywho, um, first impressions are in order. And Silver, what do you think of Sid Comic? Well, it, through the glory of hindsight, I see this as something of a teaser or early sampling of Season 8, especially with The Student 6. Because here we have Twilight gathering with a group of friends from multiple species to solve a problem. And it is the fr- and they were a group even before The Student 6. Now that's something there. True, true. And also, I do enjoy the idea of how this comic was told because we get to see a lot of the movie characters in here. And we get just to see a little bit of what the Impact Storm King really had on the world. Uh, I will say that, once again, Celestia and Cadence take it on the chin. But it's not their story. That's the thing. It, well, okay, we'll, we can debate this very fondly when we get into the actual discussion. But it's a good outing for some, a weaker outing for others. True that, true that. And Seppi, uh, I'm guessing that you only read part two. I of only this. read part two. Yeah, that but, that was my mistake. I thought it was just a one comic uh-huh. when I clicked on like the last link that you posted. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, there's two of them, but yeah, I, I should probably make it more clearer next time. Yeah, my fault there. My fault. Well, I need to, you know, actually get on the ball. I kind of just did this last minute, so... Oof. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Also, be sure to click the, you know, the money thing, because <laughs> I know I said oof. I'm sorry. <laughs> yep, there it is. Right there. It. Is there a reasoning behind this oof thing? <laughs> yes, she she owes me a quarter every time she uses that. Yeah, it's a breaking oh. a bad habit kind of thing. Yeah, or- that's never gonna break. Sorry. <laughs> And Tara, what do you think? I, I really like the episode. I, I mean, episode. Ugh, this is how much it shows that I don't read the comics. <laughs> uh, I really like this comic. I mean, I don't read a lot of comics. I'm pretty sure there are some past characters here that, like, I, I know it's the deer that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, and also I don't know a lot of politics stuff. But um, it was nice to see, well, I'm not going to give my full opinion, but it was nice to see some characters from the movie too. And I think I'll stop there. All right. Then, all right. And as for me, I love this comic. Like, this comic is one of those unsung heroes kind of deal where you, you get to see certain aspect of democracy or politics or whatever it is in the backgrounds. Like, you don't really see that in the normal, everyday, whatever it is. And this comic here kind of says peace about it. But anywho, um, I'll share my full thoughts when we get into it. Because this comic, for me, I, I like it. There's, there's one of those few two-part issues that I really love. And this is one of them. It's really up high. And I, I forgot there's, there's a few. See, we have not been doing this for a while. We need to rectify that. Talk about comics? Yeah, we haven't been doing the comics for a while now. Especially the mainline comics. Maybe you haven't. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> 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 but, <laughs> anywho, but anywho. So, 
If you guys have not read this comic yet, I highly recommend that you do so because this is a really good one. I really recommend it. So, anyway, I'm going to pause here and go read it. Welcome back. So, we start off the comic with Princess Twilight being very giddy about her trip to Mount Metazoa. Does Metazoa exist? Uh, like, it sounds d- like a real place or a real name. That almost sounds like Mesozoic. Give me a Mesozoic mind. Well, I, I, I'm going into the comic because now I want to know the name of this double dang. It's convoca- Convocation of Creatures. Uh, right. So while you do that, I am going to continue on a bit. So while Twilight is very giddy and excited about going to Mount Metazoa, Raven, Celestia's assistant, goes up to Twilight and asking her to sign some forms. And we get to see the set location, Mount uh, Metazoa. It is Mount Metazoa. But now, as I Google furiously, Metazoa, a major division of the animal kingdom that comprises all animals other than protozoans and sponges. Oh. They are multicellular animals with differentiated tissues. So, I was wondering why that sounded familiar from biology class I tried to repress because all my teacher <laughs> ever talked about was politics instead of actually what we were supposed to be learning about. So, yeah, I guess Torterra is a metazoa. Sweet. <laughs> are you a sponge? Are you a sponge? Are you a damaged sponge? He's uh, a tree. Yeah, I'm a tree. Hmm, but you're He's also a reptile. a walking, talking tree. I thought Torterras were turtles, too. Uh, we're tortoises, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, it's a tortoise. It's a common mistake. reptilian. Yeah, it's still reptilian, but I'm a tortoise, not a turtle. <laughs> it's a common mistake people make. Oh, boy. But anywho, uh, on the next page, we get to see Mount Metazoa. And you can also see the Hall of Unity, which is cool. And yay. Uh, um, who was Celestia's other assistant? Keep busy with this? Uh, Kibitz and yeah. Raven. Yeah, Kibitz. It seems that Kibitz is staying on the airship to take care of it, so he's on him. Well, he's navigating the dang thing, and that, that's not a small ship. Yeah. That's the Starship Enterprise. Oh, yeah, true that. For those who don't know, Andy Price is a big, 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 big Star Trek fan. Yeah. Trek fan. Star Trek, yes. And I believe that... Uh, oh, why am I suddenly Ted? blanking? Ted? Nope, nope, nope. Not Ted. Not Ted. My second favorite author, and yet some reason I'm... It's Andy Price, Tony Fleeks. Oh, Tony. He is a massive Star Wars fan, and they <laughs> hang out and they argue. <laughs> that would be cool. That is so cool. But yeah, I had a major main malf- brain malfunction there. It's all good. It's all good. It's because I'm still trying to process both Mesozo- Metazoa and the fact that Torterra is a plant. Eh. And a reptile, like a Bulbasaur. I am a, a living plant. <laughs> Bulbasaur! <laughs> But anywho, Baba. Baba but anywho, uh, as they arrive and dock at the airship or port, whatever you want to call it, uh, it seems that Princess Celestia just says something to the line of, "I can't remember. I can't even remember how long ago the last time I was here." And thanks to Raven, she remembers it, and it was seven hundred and fifty-three years ago. Celestia's old. Well, what else is now? Aha! It's like saying I'm old. It's just it, there's just some things now that are a given. True, but you don't. Aren't you old? I'm slightly older than a fourth generation Pokemon. 
Which is pretty dang old on itself. I'm pretty sure you're still older than me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a safe bet. <laughs> but in the next page, we get to see Cadence. It seems that every creature or every person or body is attending the convention. And Cadence has her own country or whatever it is that they're calling it. Empire, yes. She has her own empire, so she's invited to the party. Well, let's be honest. What she really is is a puppet state for Celestia. <laughs> no, it's not. Celestia's all like, dance, puppets, dance. Dance, water, dance. Watch as my boss tries to kill me because of that reference. <laughs> uh, but anywho, Cadence just says that Shining Armor could have joined her because he has to take care of Flurry Heart. So, yeah. But we all know the real reason, right? He got kidnapped? Nah. It's like, Shining Armor is not really needed for this scenario here. Like, honey, the last time you went on a diplomatic mission, you almost went, set us to war. No. Maybe I should get Prince Blue Blood. He's much more dreamy. <laughs> God, no. Oh, Blue Blood Sama, I steru. No, no. So, anywho, uh, Twilight and Cadence bond for a bit, and Raven reminds Celestia that, hey, um, the event's going to start soon, so we should really go in. And once they pop their head in, oh my goodness, there's a bunch of creatures there, like, from old to new. Like, let's spot some of the characters here. We get to see the yaks, the dragon, we get to see the buffaloes from season one. And we got to see some griffins, the deers, exclusive from the comics. Who else? Oh, dear. And we also get to see Derpy Spider. Remember him? I don't. Uh, isn't that from, like, the first arc? Yeah. Uh, it's one of the spiders that attacked the crew in issue two true, true, of true, the main true. series. The spiders were big on fashion. True, true. And also we get to see the Arabian ponies there. And we get to see a David Bowie diamond dog. I know. I keep telling everyone, I'm not David Bowie. <laughs> and we get to see Paris and whatnot. And this is a lot of fun. This is a lot of fun. And we get to see Queen Novo. Yay! Finally, an appearance by Queen Novo that the, that the crew doesn't need to pay an expensive amount to get her VA in. <laughs> or perhaps most important, she's not bitter towards Twilight for that whole Grand Theft Pearl. <laughs> you think she would, too. Honestly, I'd be more bitter at her. Hey, we're refugees asking for help to stop a world tyrant. No, sorry, I got a massage. <laughs> it's like, okay, coup, it's a coup time. <laughs> Get a coup going. She was voiced by Bismuth, though. True that, that was cool. True that, true that. But, but anywho, but anywho, as we carry on, we get to see... Oh, I'm carrying on, all right. I'm, I'm carrying on just fine. Carry on my way, you son. <laughs> but anyway, we get to see another old friend. Old friend said it's Ember the Dragon, and she looks shorter this time. That didn't look right. Let's see. Yep, there's. Yeah, she's about as tall as Twilight. Yeah, but she just should, a little bit. She should be a bit taller, but I, I don't blame Nandy. Like this is, like I think this is his first time drawing her. Yeah, maybe she's just feeling diminished. <laughs> this could be the opposite of Spike. His greed made him become a sudden giant. Her feeling of vulnerability makes her suddenly miniature. Dragons are flexible. <laughs> Could work, yeah. So, um, Amber says that she's not used to this whole diplomacy. She just says that 
we're dragons. We want something, we take it and stuff, like blah, 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 and so on. And we also get to see a wet cadence. Ha <laughs> ha! Cadence is wet. Norman, really, I feel like you're, <laughs> that should be safe for the after hours. <laughs> uh, probably. Who knows? But I'm, see- I'm calling it as I see it. And calling it as I see it, we also see uh, the Prince of the X, Prince Rutherford. Yay! Whoop to flip and do. <laughs> At least he's really Are you speciesist, Silver. Beg your pardon? Am I racist? No, I'm just anti Rutherfordist. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a un- that's a uniquely personal hate. See, once upon a time, I used to think that the acts were going to be just this destructive force. Then I learned that Rutherford is the one who's always pushing them to do so, so he kind of sucks. And then I learned ab- about Yona Yak, and she's wonderful. And then I saw, I learned the true meaning, is that the Yaks would be much more belovable if you shaved a little off the front so we could see their eyes. <laughs> Therefore, I am proposing a midnight raid of, with, with hair clippers. <laughs> yeah, why not? Mm, touche. The streets will run brown with the fur of the trimmings. Yeah, I mean... Uh, at least, yeah, clips, sip, sip, sip. And perhaps uh, brown for other reasons as you startle a bunch of yaks, but, well. <laughs> so, anywho, so, anywho. Uh, we also get to see Rutherford. Rutherford's really excited for the gathering of leaders, and he really wants to share the yaks' culture of dancing. We also get to see the leader of Asamenea. What about now? Oh, the the cat people, Abyssinia. Yeah, Abyssinia. So we get to see them too. And yay, Rutherford is really enjoying himself. Like, he sees a parrot and wants to be friends. And the next page we get to see... Okay, um, this is quote-unquote a clip or whatever it is. Like a clip show, whatever, speed up thing. It's a montage. Yes. Thank you. Everybody needs a montage. In said montage, we get to see Thorax and the Changeling and also um, a Griffin Diplomat. The Griffin Diplomat doesn't really trust the Changelings, but Thorax just says they want to prove that they have changed. We get to see a giraffe. I think that's Jeffrey. And I think, buddy, you need to find a new job soon. Oh, Norman, right where it hurts. <laughs> but you guys are getting it back. It hurts so bad. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're trying to bring it back, but oh, but Norbert is right, right in the gut punch. <laughs> but anyway, we get to see the buffalo. Uh, I forgot what his name was. Little Hoof was it? No, Little Hoof is the little oh, no. one. Th- Thunderhoof. Yeah, Thunderhoof. And we get to see Vegeta. Yes. Vegeta. Oh, Seabreeze. He's voiced by the same voice actor as v- as Vegeta. Yeah. Oh, so, I did not know that. so Christopher Sabat? No, Ocean Dub. I'm I'm not great with vo- voice actors, so. No, this is um, Corlett something. I think this is what uh, Ian Corlett. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, because Father Claire Claire Corlett. Yeah, because that would be a small world. Well, now it is a small world. It's it's Canadian dubbing. Like they don't go the treat. How do you say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree? Something like that. Yeah. Oh, yes, because Canada, it's such a small country. For the, what do you call this, um, dubbing world, it's small. Like, most of them are located in the Hoove. The where? Vancouver. Ah, oh, uh, 
I was hoping we could do a who's on who's on first, what's on second, but no, <laughs> yeah, no, but, no uh, I'm denied. Yep, better to be denied. You're there, and we get to see pirate. Oh, sorry, parrots. Yes, parrots. We get to see the buffaloes. No, no, they're not buffaloes. What? They're what? Not really cows. The bull. bull. Yeah, the bulls. Bull. Them jerk. Except he shouldn't. He shouldn't be there. He's a criminal. Well, so we're changelings. Yeah, but they changed. <laughs> True that. Besides, I don't believe the buffalo. I don't believe the bulls ever recanted and changed their ways. Repented, I should say. Yeah, it's a lot of bulls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then we also get to see the deers from the comics and also the Abyssinians. And uh, the deer leader just says, "Do you ever feel as though we're simply not part of the story?" And the Abyssinian queen says, "Constantly." Honestly, I I just want him to say, do you ever feel like a paper bag? <laughs> yeah. Always drifting on, wanting to start again. <laughs> yeah. I see what you did there. <laughs> I'm glad. And we get to see uh, some wonder posters of people who are not admitted to the con. Um, we get to see Iron Will, Cadence, sorry, not Cadence. Um... <laughs> Cadence is, well, technically Chrysalis was Cadence for yeah, a time. True, but we get to see Chrissy. And who was the third one? Silver? I didn't recognize that one. That is the cave troll, also from the second issue of My Little Pony. Uh, it is the one that was wanting to turn the ponies into pettable uh, collectibles. Ah, uh, yes. Pretty ponies. That sounds creepy. It may have been a commentary on collectors. So, yeah. yeah. So, we also get to see some bad ponies. Vampire bats. Interesting. Yep, they're just hanging out. Yeah, drinking a ketchup bottle. True that, true that. I'm going to speed things up a bit because I think we're running a bit slow because we're just pointing out things that we like or things that are obvious. So after just walking around the convention floor, uh, Twilight's a bit tired. Celestia just mentions to Twilight, why don't you just uh, walk around the place because this place was built on a lot of history. And in all honesty... We built this city. Dude, wait, I thought you didn't like pop. That's not pop. That's rock. Oh, I think uh, it sounds like pop. Rock and roll built this city. See, it's more poppy to me. You've never heard that song, have you? Okay, I've heard, I've heard it multiple times. But any, and how dare? And yet, Norm, Norman's like, I'm gonna kill these tangents spewing <laughs> idiots. No, I know. Yeah, probably he's like, oh, I want to speed things up, but these guys are holding it back. <laughs> That's so true. Every th- every time I think we're out, they pull me back in. <laughs> so, anyway, as Twilight walks around, she gets to see the stained glass window. The stained glass window is impressive, by the way. And I think just it's Celestia's way of saying, Hey, Twilight, go look at this stained glass window. It's very impressive. I'm there. <laughs> and I'm above Luna. While well, Luna's at the bottom. We're still the center of everything, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you see any of those other races holding the sun and moon? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. So, as Twilight walks around, she hears some conversation and opens the door to discover the library. Oh my god, she's in love. Jumping just a little ahead, but as she meets all the bureaucrats and starts swimming through litigation papers. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what? I'm going to speed things up also. And 
she discovers Raven, and Raven's introduced the delegates. There's who now, uh, Horwitz, and she is a historian from Yakistan, and she speaks proper English. And Twilight asks politely, um, if you don't mind me asking, you don't sound like the other yaks. Silver, do you want me to read this or you want to take over for this one? Like that small line there. <laughs> you read it. I'm looking I'm looking up an easy reference for you to get all the names. Alright. So she says that Oh, I studied at Oxford. Lost my accent during my second year. <laughs> she studies at Oxford. <laughs> ah boys. Oh boys, oh boys, oh boys. And we are introduced to the Changeling, uh, said Changeling name is, she's not an easy one to read, like, Changeling names are strange. And her name is Urtika? Urtika. Yep. Urtika. Urtika, which, which by definition is a genius of flowering plants in the family of Urtikeke. <laughs> okay. Wow, even I'm having trouble with this one. Urtisiake. So, it's a type of plant. Oh, okay, that's cool. Like Torterra. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can g- agree on that so well. Yes, and she, it seems that she is a Princess Celestia fangirl. Oh, okay, male or female for this one? Uh, I'm going female, and she's a. I think she's a Twilight Sparkle fangirl. Yep, that's what I said. Yeah, female because of the eyelashes. Okay, let's go for it, that one. So she's a fangirl of Princess Twilight, and like the hive, they rave about her, and. I think she's inspired to become a librarian because of Twilight. Awesomeness. And there's a distant voice saying, Changeling? Culture? What culture? You guys just pop into existence. And said rude person is Black Tip, the dragon historian. Is he a historian? Yes, indeed. A very proud one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Twilight has this sassy face like, Oh, uh, yeah, I could ask you, or I could just ask my assistant, a dragon, or my best friend, Dragon Lord Ember. <laughs> Twilight has attitude. <laughs> oh, that's the best kind. Tw- attitude Twily is fun as Twily. <laughs> After nerding Twily. And I just want to add one little thing, though. Mm-hmm. In that one, uh, that one comic where they introduced the dragon black tip, mm-hmm. on the back of the shelf, you see, you shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, be quiet, please. <laughs> you shut up at your face. No, you shut up. No, you shut up. <laughs> no, you. Shut no, you. Up. <laughs> no, you shut I'm up. I'm already shutting up. <laughs> anyway, the last character here is a griffin named Glenda. Aren't you Glenda to meet her? Well, I noticed there's one race that's not being included in all this. Oh? The Hippogriffs. I guess they don't have much need for bureaucrats because, you know, the whole underwater thing. Mm. It's kind of contrary to scrolls. True, true that. But remember that paper that Twilight sent to the for signing? Remember that one? I do. I do. But anywho, uh, as they go through here, uh, Raven just explains that, hey, um, our job here is to collect all the data and update it. And also to share information around so everything will be stackpiled and properly arranged and whatnot. And we don't have computers, so we have to do this manually. And when Twilight hears this, like, manually? Sorting? Documentation? Can I be part of this? 
and she starts swimming, and yes. it's adorable. Yes. Actually, we've we've. Oh no, we haven't skipped. This is right where we talk about Raven's role. Oh. Well, she confers to Twilight that she's not the adventurous type. She's not the one who goes on the big events. She's the one who handles the paperwork after the adventure. Like with how they created a treaty with the buffaloes. She's the one who puts that into writing. And basically, the main six can go on these grand adventures and be all kinds of crazy. Because here's Raven slipping in after the events to make sure everything's stable coordinated and documented so yes she is the unsung hero true that true then and hearing that twilight kind of huh okay um that's i I never knew thank you so much thank you peon (laughs) raven just says like certainly i mean there's listening to stuff and there's doing stuff i rather do the stuff so twilight just joins and listens to some kind of speech where uh, after the Storm King's defeat, it seems that it develops an opportunity for trading. So, yay! Much awesomeness. Well, the Storm King wanted to have a big impact on the world. It's just different than what he wanted. True that, true that. And Twilight finds it boring. She decides to meet up with the diplomats or bureaucrats and says, Yo, bureaucrats! Who's ready to party? And none of them answer. Awkward silence. And Twilight just have to rephrase that line to say, um, if, would you like to join me to go to a party? And the Oxford yak says, oh, that much, <laughs> that makes more sense. Yes, let's go. Oh, Twilight, you're adorable for trying. <laughs> yes, indeed. So... Twilight just brings them to the culture place. Oh, I forgot what it's called. Convention of Cultures. That's what they say. Twilight just says, like, okay, this is the real place. Like, this is what we're really supposed to do. Like, this is the place. So, they just walk around, see some shows, and it's really cool. Like, there's a dragon who breathes fires, but it's also a glass-blowing thingy. You've seen this before, right? Yep. It's showing both uh, fire shaping and glass shaping Mm -hmm. or glass blowing. Yes, yes. So, and what's nice is that Black Tip and uh, what was it again? Utria? Something like that. Utricia? They were very confrontational uh, at the beginning, but now that you have sort of parallel play, a chance to see this stuff, there's no my culture is better than your culture. It's just, wow, that's really cool. True that, true that. And also, fun fact. Black Tip's grandfather was a champion fire breather. So, yay, that's cool. Then we get to see oh, the Yak's name. What was her name again? <laughs> uh, Hor- so many new names. Horwitz, yes. Horwitz here is just showing uh, Glenda about the dancing Yaks. And yay, much awesomeness. And so on. Like They just show or share cultures from... Dancing Breezies are playing their mariachi band with Paris Sprites to very spicy meatball dragons. Uh, it seems that Horowitz couldn't take, uh, couldn't stand the heat. And Cadence was surprisingly hardcore. I know. I- I'm worried about her. You could say she likes the hot stuff. <laughs> yes, she does. She does. She does. And the Abyssinian massage. That is cool. Whoever has a cat and cats doing that to them, 
you know the joy of that. Actually, I do know that. Some there'd be moments where I'd be laying down, my cat lays on top of me, and then they start doing that little massage thing, and I'd be like, "Oh my god!" I know, right? <laughs> it's so relatable. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so we got the deer magic where they grow prance, um, the uh, <laughs> Horowitz and Utris. My goodness, this new names. Uh, Utrika, Utrisa. How do you say it, Silva? To me, it's a car. I, I would go with a car as well. Urtika. Urtika. So I may have been saying it wrong the whole time. But I feel bad for Raven. Debate with a bu- with a mule? Ain't no one co- coming out of that <laughs> calm and focused. Yeah, and even Utrika's like, what's going on here? But here's another one that I'm a bit confused with. Um, Glenda? Glenda, was it? Yes, Glenda. Glenda is not really into the Abyssinian fish of uh, cat food. She's part cat. I thought she would love it. Tuna chips, shrimp surprise, strawberry cod. Yeah, it's not really... It's just not her thing. Maybe she's maybe she's vegan. Yeah, probably. Well, it's it's the back end that has the cat part. Yeah. Yeah, and and poop comes out all the same. No, no, silver, pet silver. Oh, uh, but anywho. Oh, oh, you're saying I should drop this? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> anywho, we get to see the pony tones. Yay! They they make an appearance. That's cool. Continuity. <laughs> Yay! Also, you owe me a quarter. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, he infringed on his copyrights. <laughs> so, anywho, uh, I'm gonna. Tr- Pokemon don't even get paid. <laughs> but anyway, Too bad, you still owe money. Oh, I guess I guess that makes you my indentured servants. <laughs> I'm borrowing you from Ash. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but anywho, Raven and her- no, he's he's borrowing you from me. <laughs> so there. Oh boy! Wait. wait. Is Safi the Pokemon master? No. <laughs> I love the resentment you're, you're in your voice, Torterra. <laughs> no, I'm a free-range Pokemon. I am. No, you're not. Yes, oh. I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, you, 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 I, Norman, I think we could we could skip to the big plot yeah, development. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do it, man. Well, no, you're, we're trying to summarize every panel of the culture event. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's almost finished. So after that's done, Raven says, thank you for um, making us closer as friends. Uh, Glenda shows Twilight a documentation which has old Ponish. Raven and Twilight reads the documentation and it states that the land that Equestria or most of Equestria is on was lent from the Griffins for a hundred years or paid in gold bits or something like that. And as they try to find documentations about this, seeing if they paid you bill or not, they couldn't find it. And it seems that with this, Equestria might be gone. In debt. Yes. Just like me, how I'm in debt with Silver now and have to pay him a quarter. <laughs> exactly. Or indentured servitude. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Pokemon, fetch me a soda. Doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah, it does. Torterra. Which side are you on? Torterra. You, the, you... the side that leads me a less debt <laughs> with silver. Torterra, use soda fetch. There's no skill like that. Oh, it's not very effective. But anyway. Um, with that, Raven and Twilight brings this up to uh, Celestia and the Griffin delegates saying what they relate to us previously. And 
the griffins are kind of, oh no, that's not great. We need to rectify this. And Celestia says, uh, couldn't we just pay you? Because we have a lot of people staying in Cantalot and that's not great. And uh, they introduce a few characters here, but I think the one that's really important is Lord... Gold something? That's the, that's the evil guy. Uh, Goldstone. Goldstone is L- the evil Lord Goldstone. Person? Yeah, he's the cheetah who can't change his stripe. Or maybe he's a leopard. He can't change his spots. But basically, he's the guy who has the most profit from getting the land. It would The land would default to him. Therefore, he's the one who is most in favor of kicking the ponies out. Mm-hmm. And he's the one insisting on interest, which would bankrupt Equestria seven times over. Yes, and it's kind of logic when you think about it that way. But still, uh, who's the big fat guy? I forgot his name. I'm trying to find it. I can't find it here. Lord Gestal. The big fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> that is Lord Gestal. He's sort of the head of the Griffin Lords, though not a Griffin King. Yes. I, I don't think that the Griffins are running on monarchy anymore. I, I think they're more on a... I'm waiting for Gallus to ascend the th- Yeah, probably. I'm waiting for the gra- grand conspiracy that Grandpa Gruff is really uh, King Guto, the last of the Griffin Kings, and he's setting Gallus up to be his successor. Yeah. But anywho, uh, as we... Oh, Sorry. I love how you're greeting my headcanon. Yeah. Moving on. He wants to speed things along. He wants to move things along. Yeah, it makes sense. But anywho, um, as this happens, uh, Cheetah, Pun, uh, Cheetah Griffin says, we should take back the land and expand the Griffin Empire because that's what we are. We are greedy mother. <laughs> mother muffers. Something like that, yes. Oh, sweetie bot was almost had you there. Yes. So, anywho, uh, Gustal says, Gustal has to agree because it's the most logical and fair answer for this one. And it seems that the other three pony, sorry, the other three griffin delegates agrees too. And Celestia says, uh, could I just make the announcement tomorrow? And Gustal says, yes, and it will be diplomatic if he wouldn't. So now the ponies are panicking and whatnot. And Glenda here is sorry that she even brought it up because of her, the whole situation is in a mess. But it's interesting to note the reactions from each of the bureaucrats as Twilight asks for them for their help. Some, like Horwitz, are just ready to dive in right away and help find a solution. Then there's Blacktip, who's insisting that Equestria's never done anything for them. <laughs> until Raven points out 90% of all the gems come from uh, come from Equestria. So he, And funny enough... He's the one who becomes one of the most passionate and frustrated searchers. I get the sense that he's doing this just out of ritual or habit or to keep up an image of dragon kind that he wants to help right away. True that, true that. And this is this is really cool. Like, I love this scene here. Like I love the creatures helping each other, just helping each other to solve this problem. And when you really think about it, this scene here really makes the comic for me. All these creatures, they, they don't really need to do it, but they want to because they're friends. Magic is magic. Mm-hmm. True that, true that. And while the search is going nowhere, Urtika here just mentioned something about, hey, um, the, she found a documentation and he has three signatures, one from the ponies, one from the griffins, and one from the yaks. And while going through this, she notices that Prince 
Goodwix signed the documentation and the YAC delegate mentioned something about during that time, the signature would be signed by this ponies and, sorry, this YAC, but she couldn't find it. But Yukrixa mentions that, hey, um, don't the YAC has a different calendar from a normal pony or equestrian calendars? And with that, a Eureka moment, she f- goes through the files and finds the documentation. And said documentation said the original price was already paid. So awesomeness. So now they just need to show this to Princess Celestia and the Griffin delegates, and it will be all okay. Well, I, I got to point out that it's a little disappointing that Horowitz, who is this professionally, probably the most professionally educated of the group, has a rather critical oversight. I, I get that it's pooling resources and showing how crossing the cultures gives a better perspective. But in some ways, it's also like, did you just make a character forgetful for the sake of a plot? Uh, no, not really. I guess. I, I personally don't think so, because when they were going through this, they weren't really looking for... Sorry, they, they didn't really find that clue where... Uh, the X was involved in the signage. So they were just going through random informations where anything could happen. And once the pieces were put in together, Hotwitz now discovers that, oh, wait, certain info. But she discovers she was looking in the wrong archives, which is a rather critical oversight for a bureaucrat. Yeah, but like I said, like if everyone was searching in one direction, everybody's looking at that direction. Until, well, new info was given because of, well, in this scenario here, it's dates, which is kind of cool because in our real life, uh, we have the normal calendar time and also some other calendars like the Chinese calendar and also Zodiac. Yeah, the Zodiac calendar and so on. Like those times are not the same. So if info was given like blah, 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 blah and so on. But yeah, I, I do see your point, Silver, but I still hold my point where this is not really an oversight, but information that was left out. Moving hastily onward. Mm-hmm. Cheetah Pony or Cheetah Hippogriff. Uh, Griffin, come on. Yes. Go- Goldstone. 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 But anywho, Goldstone's there saying, Haha, I'm evil. I want land. I want money. Get them. And yeah, they do an awesome chase and. Like chasing happens, action scene happens, much fun. They use their wits to outwit the guards and whatnot, and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Black Tip here carries Raven to find Princess Celestia, and once they found her, Black Tip just threw Raven through a window. And she sticks the landing like a boss. Yep, 10 points. She did the superhero landing. So, I mean, that anyone who can do a tuck and roll and deliver a message on her knees is impressive. True that. There's my indentured servitude message. Torterra, deliver my mail like Raven did. Okay, then. As long as I get paid. <laughs> no, that, no, this is the working off your indentured servitude. <laughs> I want to see a tuck, roll, and uh, protestation. Excuse me, I have a giant tree on my back. I'm not suitable for doing a roll. <laughs> Oh, you're going to have to uproot yourself. <laughs> anyway, with this new info given, uh, the Griffins are okay with it. The Ponies or Princess Celestia is okay with this. And everybody's happy except for Goldstone. 
And Raven just says, yo, that guy, Goldstone, he attempted to commit treason. And yeah, from that point on, we don't see him. But I do believe there was a KFC. Mm, So with that, all of the delegates decide to, you know, be friends, catch up, send mail and whatnot. And Raven discovers that this was fun, but it ain't for me, yo. Princess Twilight, you can just keep this to yourself. I, I'd rather go keep, call this doing what I do. It's a lot more safer. And the end. The end. Yep, yep. And let's go to final thoughts or discussions. I, I think let's go to final thoughts. We've been running for so long now. Silver, what do you think of said episode or comic? Well, I had a lot of fun with it because I like these new characters introduced. I love this. It's a brief interchange of cultures, but it's a lot of fun. A visual treat. But in terms of story, hard story, I actually think they shouldn't have found a confirmation that had been paid. Instead, I feel like the the bureaucrats could have pooled their resources to discover something to give Celestia means to negotiate. Say... Oh, we discovered that an ancient griffin relic has been found, was found by a dragon. And Equestria, in, in forgiveness of the debt, will, will help restore this priceless artifact to the griffin nation. And thus, a black tip can point out, hey, if you offer us some gems, we'll, we'll give you just about anything. Uh, there you can have an, a way around the problem without the immediate solution. You didn't need Lord Goldstone. You just, the, the real danger here was bureaucracy. <laughs> I think it would have been better if they had just gone the route of we need to give Celestia something to work with so she can show her best. Because once again, it's Celestia on the backpedal. I think everyone's a little tired of seeing that. Mm, I, I can see your point. I can see your point. But at the same time, too, if you were to do that, then you'll be pulling the spotlight away from the delegates. Well, that's just it. Celestia doesn't have to be front and center. She just says, I need something to work with. That It is them pooling their talents to find that something. And then they turn it over to Celestia who can solve it in maybe a, a page. It still is a good idea. Like The way that the comic did it was okay for me personally. And your idea was okay too. So there's no real wrong answers here. But also Cadence, she's there. Oh, no, Cadence is just Cadence. I don't want Cadence to just be there, you know? I know, but it's the quota. Like, it's the status quo now. I mean, you can't, you can't just introduce a character. Well, I mean, she's been introduced before, but you can't just bring a character and have her say a few words and then, okay, that's it, I'm done now. Though I will admit, I did love that she gave Celestia an affectionate kiss because she doesn't interact with the other... She stands next to them, but she never interacts with them. But, but like I say, despite this, I did have fun. I did enjoy... Uh, this gathering, and I kind of wish they'd bring these characters back in another comic. Maybe after season nine, when suddenly you don't have to worry about the show's continuity. True that, true that. And I do hope that the comic still lives on. Like, even with season nine coming soon and ending the series, I I do still hope that the comic still lives on. Because the comic is fun. Like, I I don't know how to say this, because the show is fun, the comic is fun too, and the show can still live on through the comics. Well, let's not get too far ahead in the in the doldrums of the show is ending. Oh, the sadness. Oh, Safi, share your thoughts before we give in to despair. My my thoughts on what? The co- It was alright. 
I, I only saw part two, so I didn't really have that much context from part one, I guess. I, I just walked in on, oh, something happened. It was bad. Oh, no. That that was essentially what I walked in on as soon as I read the comic. Like, okay, I'll roll with this. <laughs> oh, alrighty then, alrighty then. So, Tara, what about you? I enjoyed it. I mean, like I said, I don't read a lot of comics, and I'm pretty sure some of these characters were in some of the older comics I ever read. But it was pretty enjoyable. I mean, it's something I wasn't expecting, and I wasn't expecting politics and everything. But I liked where it was going, and I liked the characters. It kind of reminds me of the stu- the students, the main six students. I I think that's what people call it. Student six, yeah. That's it, student six. Uh, it reminds me of them, and uh, I enjoyed it throughout the whole episode. I mean, comic. <laughs> all good, all good. I don't read the comics. It's all good, it's all good. Aww. And as for me, I I gush over this. I, I gush over this comic. This comic was fun. I personally, I think I find comics where the little people wins is one of my weaknesses. Like I really enjoy those kind of comics, and for this one, it does that. And Andy Price's work here is just magnificent. And also teaming up with who now Ted Anderson for the writing, like yeah. Much awesomeness too. Much awesomeness too. Just read the comics. I, I, there's nothing more I can say, except read the comics. Alright, okay, I'll read the comics. Yeah. So what else can I say? Like, yeah, I, I think that's about it. We're short on time. So yeah, Silver, what are you going to do for next week's thing? Well, I believe it's time for a return to the episodes because as sooner or later, season nine is going to start up. Oh. I'm assuming. I'm assuming in April, because that's when it usually starts. Probably. I, I do hope so. It's a 26-episode uh, 26 season, so that's good. Oh, so we've got to get back to the episodes, and with that comes a very special one. We are coming to the washouts. Oh, yeah. wow. That's going to be great. Like, an old friend of ours is coming back then. Like, yeah. Not the show, the episode. So, yeah, the washouts. So, yeah, I can see. Join us as we watch A Pony Put a Minor in Jeopardy. Fun! Yeah! Fun! So much fun. All the time. Heck, Pokemon does it every episode. Yeah. Like, and she's what, 10 years old? Forever. <laughs> yeah, he never grows. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So, anyway, if you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions for the show, you can contact us at com. You can also reach us on the Twitters. The show's Twitter account is at NBS Show, and my personal Twitter account is at Norman Sanzo. So, where can the good people find you, Silver? They can find me on YouTube. Just do a search for Silver Quill or After the Fact. You can find me on both Twitter and DeviantArt under MLP Silver Quill. And uh, every Wednesday, you can find me on Equestria Daily, posting either an editorial or a comic review. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And Tara, where can the good people find you? Well, the people can find me on YouTube, Facebook, DeviantArt, or Twitter under the name Tortero1324, or they can look up my Patreon, which I recently opened, also under the name Tortero1324. Nice. And Seppi, where can the good people find you? You can find me under the name Anime Christie on Twitter, DeviantArt, Instagram, or you could donate me $3 for a cup of coffee because I am a poor starving artist who has a lot of work to do. 
and and needs some time to wake up. Please give me money. I am starving. I don't get paid to do this. Please. Alrighty then. And also please subscribe and read us on iTunes, YouTube. Don't forget to press the bell icon to stay up to date. And Stitcher Radio and also like our Facebook page. You can also catch us on PointofLife.com. Links are in the show notes. If you would like to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash show. With every support, you'll get a week's early access to the review and discussion podcast, exclusive and deleted content. And talking about the thank yous, I would like to thank Amy, Lucky Knight, Tristan, Starstream, Lurker Cat, Jeffrey, and also Master of Life. Thank you so much, guys. You're great. And talking about the deleted contents, if you're listening to this on the YouTubes, I'm sorry, you missed a huge portion of the show earlier on. If you'd like to listen to that, there's the Patreon. Yay! So anyway, I have been Norman Sanzo. I am Zizir Bakwil. I am a poor starving artist who needs money. I am the Torterra1324 who is under servitude of someone, clearly. Oh, Indeed. Oh, that's not good. But anyway, we'll guys catch you next week with another fun episode on Yes Show. See ya. Adios. Bye-bye. Bye. Now someone get me a lawyer. No. I have the right to live on my own free will. I can get you a griffin lawyer, but he's part vulture. Ha 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 ha.